0: going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James and this is Real Reality Realness. All righty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a cast member of of Set It Off ATL, and I cannot wait to get to know him better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, London Gordon. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good, you? I am doing so great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking my call and making some space for me in your calendar. No what are you most excited about in 2023 so far?
1: Um, 2023 to me is the year of expansion, um, year of growth. So um, the endeavors that I'm
0: dabbling in now would be a time for them to grow nice what are you leaving behind in 2022 um definitely leaving behind
1: um non-genuine connections um, right. um also closing doors I would say
0: nice for the people who don't know tell my audience who is London Gordon
1: uh, well, London Gordon is a guy that was, uh, was raised from the South Side of Chicago originally. Um, then, during the eighth grade, moved to Minnesota, uh, where he finished college, he I mean, finished high school at. Um, then went to college in Arkansas and started to dabble in starting his um, attorney with a um called Spisky German Incorporated with a fellow guy named Javon Jeremy Honey um, and from there it's been just college coming back home to Minnesota for a little bit um, building like a career within operations and executive assistant, and realizing that it's something more to them um, definitely wanted to so at that time when COVID actually hit I decided to just jump up and to move to Georgia. Like, (laughs) while everything started being still shut
0: down and everything, so,
1: um, decided to do that Uh, and really to just get into now the acting and modeling and, um, building a business and hospitality.
0: Okay. I love that. Um, do you have a specific moment that sparked your move to move to Georgia or was it something you just woke up and decided to do Uh-oh. the moment that happened that you were like "Oh, okay I have to get out of here how was that uh, inspired? I guess
1: okay so inspired by is a couple of friends I actually moved here with um, and there, we've been knowing each other for over like three or four years before even decided to move it was like what time i it going to visit um, Atlanta for one of my friends birthday So we came out here, and I always would come out here just around January um, doing MLK with my fraternity brothers and everything, but I wanted to see the scenery outside of um, when everything was going on, when a lot of things were just scheduled to plan for us. Um, And I really enjoyed it. And Me, I'm more of a mama's boy, so leaving from home was really something that I battled with for even when... My friend was like, oh, we should move here. And I was like, "Mm, yeah. Then he started thinking about it. I was like, wait, I might not want to move. So kind of like battling that. And I was like, you know what? I went to college before without my mom, without family, you know? Mm -hmm. It's okay to go ahead and leave and just take that chance. You never know how things will turn out.
0: What was your biggest fear about moving here and what was, well, moving to Georgia, I don't live in Georgia anymore, but what was your biggest fear about moving to Atlanta and what was your biggest excitement? What was the thing that pushed you past that fear to go ahead and make the move?
1: Um, The excitement was the culture, how you are around more like people like you um, and the history behind the city or um, state, I should say. Um, one thing that uh, was alarming to me was rather our having the strength to know, because really Atlanta can make you a break when you move mm-hmm. here. So it's a very, very well much of a difference um, between Midwest up north to down south. Mm-hmm. Um so, just that whole transition, like, you know, when it came to like some customer service to how people are driving, how much traffic it is versus to, um I can't really say the quality of men because quality of men is kind of like everywhere around across the board. So, it just seemed like maybe you're more alert to it in Georgia,
0: I should say. Nice. How long did it take you to become acclimated and how big was the culture shock?
1: Um, it took me, I would say a year it took me um, to actually get used to Atlanta. Um, and the culture shock was going on for about six months, I should say. Um, a little bit, it was hitting more when I visited the first time, you know, outside of everything. Um, and then it kind of hit more it was like, wow, I would say I'm really in Atlanta. Like, I really stay in Atlanta. I would say that, like, the past three or four months, I would just say that randomly. Because, like, it was just that much of a change. <laughs>
0: I love that did you have any um you said you wanted to come and build your business in hospitality what what specifically made you want to go into that field
1: um I would say I have really got inspired by um a cast member on the show um Buzz okay with with him he was already doing the thing And he was like, London, all you have to do is, like, make sure you don't get yourself, you know, he always sees, he sees beyond myself, I I should say, that sometimes that I see he pushes me more into certain things that I would think that will would question myself. So uh, when he's like, you know, you could do this. You might need a couple, a few grand to do it, but you can do it. And I end up just, like, just basically having, like, guide me in which ways to go to him coming to that field and it ended up working it's been successful um on this end and I'm even looking to branch out more like um that's why I say 2023 is the year of expansion I should be expanding you know
0: within the next few months congratulations I'm happy to hear it thank you. of course thank you it's a little bit more about your business um what are you what are you offering the people now and what are you hoping to expand into in this coming year so right now i'm offering um uh, airbnb um
1: where you know people can you know do a short term stay or they could actually stay you know with a two-day minimum um time um Let's see, and what I'm looking to expand into is now um, having a rental services as well. So, offering two vehicles within the next two months to be able to help out with as far as like rental car prices and stuff like having where it's compatible with actual major um, car rental companies.
0: Nice, that's very nice. I haven't heard anybody um, getting into that line recently, so I think that's a very interesting turn of events for you. Best of yeah. luck with you. Thank you. Anytime. Now let's go back just a little bit. When did you fall in love with reality TV?
1: Um, <clears throat> I fell in love when uh, Flavorful Ladies would come on and and when New York was a um, predominant person that I really loved on the show. And then it just branched out to her having her own show. <clears throat> and then when it came to it being um, basketball-wise, um, well, before that, it was Hollywood L- X's, Tina Drea Kelly on there. Love. And, yeah. Check your email. I know, man. Check your email. Okay. And then also um, started to love in the um, like, way basketball wise and love hip hop and Tammy Roman is one of the persons that I love outside of Malaysia and being shawnee I love every cast I really love them in their own different way. but you know like <laughs> Tammy really stand out to me and then I had looked further like maybe like a year ago realized that we have the same exact birthday so I'm like, oh, that's weird that I really clinged on to how she carried herself in certain situations and then i to realize that, oh, well, I see that's why
0: we kind of connect. That makes perfect sense. And how do you think you would have done on your favorite reality show?
1: Oh, um, ooh, I think I was, would... I don't know I think it definitely depends on because these reality shows okay on the favorite scene I would say is if it's the same time as when Sammy came around it probably would be either a good thing or a bad thing um, okay. as far as like uh, how first night is you never know people are in different time in their life you know I felt like maybe certain people going through something more in that time than they are now So I feel like definitely I
0: probably would have had a target on my back. Okay. Out of all the girls that you were watching growing up that you have mentioned so far, were there any of the reality stars that you watched that made you feel represented enough to do reality television yourself?
1: Oh, let me see. I feel like... When I started to see, um, actually, like, Jason, who will be on, like, Love and Hip Hop, and it's and, like, starting to see, like, white LGBT guys that were intertwining on reality shows, I felt like we were starting to be represented. Mm. Um, I felt like, okay, wow, it's, like, not locked off so this is only for women or you know for straight men this is you know we might not be a main cast on that particular season or you might find someone that has been a main cast on Love and Hip Hop of uh, uh, California actually um mm-hmm. I believe when Christopher Milan was on there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and at that point in time I was like wow okay this is serious this is you know like we are being um, looked at but it's almost kind of worrisome sometimes like it was like at a certain time when we started peaking we started seeing a lot of LGBT people on certain shows and everything it was like almost like a a wave like gay is in again, again you know mm-hmm. so it, it it did get to a point where I was like oh wow okay now that he's having like all these <laughs> he was going crazy or just not really just causing more drama than that we're not all about drama as gay men you know we are all the same across the board like when it comes to people being successful people having different types of careers people doing their own thing
0: 10 million percent now I saw in your timeline that your faith is extremely important to you speak to how your relationship with God has gotten you through your toughest moments yes definitely um,
1: I, I blame the two I don't blame I definitely could the two friends that I have moved down here his name is Joman and Tony Valentino they are actually been married for a long time um, and with them was we had a uh, weird conversation where we were like they see me actually when I was working for the African American Native Task Force in Minnesota. Um, I it was an event uh, that was actually held at a church. Mm-hmm. I had posted it up, letting them know, you know, hey, you come out and support and everything like that. And they assumed that I was going to church and they used to be growing, they used to grow up in the church. And with me, it was kind of up and down for me. Um, that's That inspired them to go to church. And when they posted something, they was in church. That inspired me to go to, the, you know, actually to go to church full on, you know, and everything like that. So from there, um, I've been very close to God. And and as far as like, he has definitely helped me with this whole move originally coming out here. When I first moved out here, I was in the hotel for like six months. And that's because, again, being up north, um, different ritual speculations are different from down here, down south. So mm-hmm. it was like, wow, like I'm getting denied left and right. And it was like, oh, well, um, your credit score is not 700. Like, why seven I have 700 to buy a house, you know? Right. Like, at that point in time, so it was like, just certain aspects, like, of things, so definitely keeping the faith in that and that's why I said well Atlanta could make you make you or break you University could have gave up there and said i was going to move back to Minnesota but I was like you know what this is what I really want to focus on let me do this
0: I love that do you ever feel conflicted with God while you're setting it off
1: um I do feel it, it's more like when you uh, what I'm conflicted with is learning to let it go and put it in someone's hands. Put it in God's hands, if that makes sense. Cool. Um when it comes down to we say set it off, right?
0: <laughs> um,
1: it it definitely becomes to where you be thinking like, Okay, let me not act crazy or (laughs) do the most or anything um when it comes to certain situations. I sometimes I feel like when it came to God, God did act up sometimes. So it's okay to slide a little bit, but just not go crazy, you know? Sure. Um, understanding your boundaries, setting boundaries,
0: I should say. Totally get that. Right. (laughs) I totally get that. Um how do you set boundaries? Definitely
1: uh, addressing things when they happen. Like if someone rubs you the wrong way, I guess this is where people say I don't sit back and just watch people and everything. Sometimes I watch a person or their demeanor uh, when they first. How I used to be is when a person first walks through the door, I automatically didn't like that person. For what I don't know why. It's just like how it's like you have to. It's like it's like guilty until and proven and prove innocent almost. In my case, back in like a few years ago. But now it's like i just i'm open to as far as like accepting people for who they are and everything and just knowing okay i know i can't do this certain i can't have this type of conversation with them or i can't say this to them because of how they were going to react you know but if something crosses me where i feel like i would definitely bring it up in the mirroring way where they don't feel offended and and sometimes i can either go right or wrong but i have to make sure that I'm the person that's level headed in the situation because it will I could easily escalate the situation if I just gave up trying to make sure they understand where I'm coming from that I'm not trying to be malicious. I get that. How
0: does your strong faith differentiate the way that you move throughout the world and on camera?
1: Um
0: and you said, how do what? How does your faith and your relationship with God help you um, to adjust the way that you move throughout the world or on camera? How much of, how often do you play back to that or, or um, keep that in the front of your mind when you're going into just different situations? Um, I guess
1: every, every time that... Um... I'm going through anything as far as when it comes to on camera or when it comes to anything just moving in life i always tell i always say god help me on this journey because life is a journey and i might it might, it might be something where i know that it might be a conversation that also going to be presented you know might be possibly being filmed or anything like that and i have to be prepared for that being in that mindset that if this is something that, if something shocks me, something pops up that I'm not aware of, me always trying to be in control is not a good thing, you know. So I to make sure I'm like, okay, guys, please give me control. Please, like, you control the situation and make sure that I'm in the right mindset to handle anything that approaches me, you know. Of course,
0: keep my mental health in check. <laughs> totally, I totally relate to that. What do you think is the most impactful sign that God has given you directly?
1: Mm. Um, always making sure that he's on time. When it came to anything, as far as like, when I felt like I was at my um, ends with finding a place, that time when just come and decide to say, hey, we'll give you a chance, even though we have higher stipulations than most people, we will go ahead and say it's okay for you to rent here, you know? Which, in um, another time, when I ended up trying to go buy my first house, just um, in office, uh 2022. You know, i coming through right in that moment with, because I've been putting a lot of offers in at this time, the market was going crazy, and, Me, me, him actually giving me the idea like, hey, what if I just write to the the person who's selling the house and let them know like, hey, this is what I'm bringing to you. I'm a first um, homeowner. I definitely love the property and everything. And for him to let that message touch this woman's soul, or to be able to like, you know what? I will pick him to sell my house to. So it's just certain things like that where... After a thousand no's or a thousand denials, that one yes that I wasn't expecting. Nice. I love
0: that. Now let's jump into your experience with reality television. Okay. Tell me about what was what went into the decision for you deciding to go out for set it off Atlanta and what was the casting mm-hmm. process for you?
1: Well, um,
0: when I
1: first got to Atlanta, I started to see shows come about as far as like um, Set It Off Atlanta. And I seen like that came up and I was like, oh, what's this about? And then um, I looked on there and I seen they had a casting call. Um, with me, I always like, I wanted to be on TV, I feel like I have a good personality, I'm funny. you know, my friends always say, you need your own show and I'm like, you're just saying that but really as you hear so many, so often, I was like, let me just try to get proud for the show and see what happens, you know Um, when some of the questions on there on the application I remember was like, well, what do you feel like you could bring to the show, you know and I was like what would be the thing that you would want to present on the show and I have brought up like me having a 501c3 a nonprofit um agency that evolves around people who are at risk or have HIV we do sex education and as well as um we do HIV testing and then and then mental health awareness as well and then we have my actual fraternity side where we doing community service more often giving back to the community on that side. And um, when I actually got into the meeting, was the actual casting call, I had like documentation, like (laughs) like a whole pamphlet of my organization, what what we provide and everything like that. And it just seemed like it just blew them away. They wasn't expecting that. And I think that from that time on, that's kind of all the questions that came about, what, what what I'm bringing to the table, what I will bring to the other cast members came a little bit more easier. Nice. My, this is the first time going through a casting situation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally get that. What do you think was the most important thing for you to show the audience when signing on to do reality TV? What was when you decided to sign the tr- sign the contract join the show what was at the front of your mind that you wanted us to see?
1: Um, I wanted to see that a guy that was working as an activist in a nonprofit um, field sector um, or industry you should say and then showing the community service showing um, that Safety is important as well. Of course. Now that might be me saying safety is is it's like a throw in word that you might see later on in the show.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned, children. Stay tuned. <laughs> How was the filming process for you going through reality television this is your first time on TV this second in the third how was how was experiencing that? Oh it
1: was awkward. the first thing was very awkward. It was a uh, black K3 event mm-hmm. um it was very awkward. I was very like you know it was observing you know quiet in the corner. I talked to most people within I you know just set back and see how it not the dynamic of everybody because you get now you're coming in into a situation of already people who already have established relationships right. and might have issues with each other too so means you're trying to see where i will fit in and what can i provide as far as like certain people that you see on tv all the time on reality shows of just misunderstandings off of just of a lack of communication. Building that bridge of communication along the line in, you know, as far as while I'm on this show. Um, I definitely was like even, even days where we have like this this little process of how we submit for a scene and we will uh, get a call saying, hey, this person needs you to be at this scene on such and such day. And then just making sure that you... <laughs> just like to me it was like I wanted to make sure that I could even keep focus on what outfit that I wore before and not to make sure that you don't wear anything that's similar to what you wore before it was mm-hmm. more of
0: just focus with me sometimes. love that. How much of all of the things that you wanted to show? on camera that you mentioned when you decided to go out for it. How much of your activism life, your fraternity life, your church involvement, how much of all of that do you think we'll actually get to see throughout the show?
1: We um, definitely will see, um, well, we have seen the community service thing. You definitely will see more of a fraternity the bond between my brothers. Um, you not more see of anything regarding my uh, religion and everything because I was actually never to even see how it would work as far as bringing the cameras in
0: and bringing
1: these certain cast members up into this church. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to do that next season. Like definitely have bring everybody to church because I do feel like some of them do need Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And some of them just need to um, be... Everybody just needs to actually go to church. If they are in that light or um, that's their religion, definitely go. It's a great church to go to. Wow. Which is, you know, Vision
0: Cathedral of Atlanta. That. Shout out to them. Yeah. Now, you have a lot of causes that you wanted to portray on television that are bigger than you or, like, outside of your personal... Um, satisfaction or your own gratification. What percentage did you want to join Reality TV to bring awareness to those causes and bring awareness to the things that you wanted to show and how much of it was just for yourself, for for, for people to see and to get to know you?
1: Um, I would say it was definitely 50% of uh, showing who I was uh, getting to know me mm-hmm. I would say I would say it's was 50-50 because uh, you will get to see more of the fraternity and everything like that but you also see the, just the same balance of seeing me right okay. now I do want to change that for the next season to be a 75 you know being more active being more um working towards the causes and everything like that and 25 percent of me because i do feel like building these connections and and even the showing showcasing you know what we do as a fraternity or organization at all will build will open up more doors in the future and then hey when we all got time to
0: relax or sit down then we can get to know me. you know sure what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that the show has been airing? Hmm.
1: I think what I took in from it is that sometimes I realize that certain things just need to be worked out along between two between two brothers or, or between two people almost. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see the pain in the conversation or pain in, in, in with both people, between both people and try to regulate it or insert myself into the situation and sometimes it just, it just let them go at it and I just sit back and as long as nobody's trying to fight each other or get too crazy then that's why I feel like I will feel at that point in time at that point I'm just definitely jumping in at that time to break this whole situation up but definitely I inserted myself prematurely on certain things that probably could have been worked out um, on their own time
0: okay how differently have you felt about a situation that's happened during the season after seeing all of the footage that you weren't privy to now that it's airing Mm hmm one
1: thing I would say is when you, the certain things that you don't show up, or that you don't, or that you aren't able to make it at, or you wasn't invited to, invited at, and mm-hmm. you kind of hear stuff about how people feel about you, or hear certain things of yourself, or whether it's good or bad, um, you starting to relive that situation, or even especially if you haven't had a conversation like. While it was being filmed, or like got a phone call from them letting them know, or them letting you know, hey, I did say this about you and everything. So I guess when you relive the situation or never did, but you actually see it being aired, and you're like, oh, I did not know they thought that about me. Or you see that they're putting pre notions of who you are before anybody else really gets to meet you or anything like that. That's where. It kind of becomes like, oh, wow, that was kind of different, or you kind of like feel different about that person for a moment. And then my best bet is to always reach out to them and say, it was like, oh, I'm and they either apologize and say, yeah, that's how I felt at the moment. I, you know, and you kind of talk about it and kind of get through it because at the same time, these are people that I'm all close with. So when you see things like that, you kind of like question, where are they going with
0: this whole thing? <laughs> Where's this coming from? Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the first questions I would have for sure. Right. Now, speaking of your cast, what percentage would you say are your actual friends? And what percentage would you say are just your coworkers?
1: Um, okay, let's see, we have over people so I would say that I would say 90 98% of the, of the people are, are all friends or I would say that I, I would say are people that I've talked to or I have conversations with that we might have a convers- the type of relationship we'll be having to talk every day or every other day but once we see each other it's always a good time no issues I, feel like I can talk to most people. Um, there's 2% that I would say that I quite would say that we are just co workers.
0: Okay. Do you have a dynamic that you prefer? Would you rather go through reality television with people who you consider your friends in real life that you kick it with off camera? Or would you rather show up, clock in, do your scenes, and go home?
1: Um, a little bit of both. I feel like having, uh, having a dynamic of having friends uh, all on show could come into where it could mess up your friendship or where um, it's just not really entertaining because there's nothing really you're really doing. You're all getting along all the time. You're not really, depending on, also depending on the friend dynamic or what the show bases or what the show. About, um, but to clock in at the same time would be—I feel like that would be a good thing too because it keeps the professionalism, it keeps the the ethic of the show. I guess when you go in and not knowing really much people and everything, building that relationship on camera on the screen, so showcasing
0: that aspect. Okay, I feel you on that. Now, in that line of thinking. Would you rather bring a friend on camera or make a friend on camera? I would definitely would wanna bring
1: a friend on camera. Um, mainly because it'll be so simple to have a conversation, so simple to, to bring the dynamic we already have on camera. But mm-hmm. I'm also up for making a friend on camera because I actually
0: made a good friend on camera this evening. That's awesome. I'm glad you have. What do you think has been the hardest thing for you to film during your tenure on the show? Um, the
1: hardest thing film was filmed uh, was the scene that we had with Shantika. Um This was regarding um, basically like jumping to my life basically. Um, like opening up past trauma as a kid and basically reflecting on that on camera to everyone. Mm. And to be that, um, I say that raw, that open, that delicate, you know, with, (laughs) and it's not really playing with my phone, but it's like kind of more like playing with my heart in a way. Breaking it up to actually, Because I'm a very hardcore person, so when it comes down to like explaining my emotions, it's always hard to get that out. So for her to be the Google to open me up to be able to explain that, or for her to even know certain things about me that I (laughs) never disclosed, that she just had that connection to pull out. That was just, it was phenomenal at the end of it, but at the beginning, it was just agony to me because it was like, oh, She's trying to get into my life and I don't want to open it up on camera. Like we had like a separate conversation that's so great, but I'm glad it happened because now it's easier to get over a certain situation. She's definitely helped me to grow from the past trauma of growing up. With, you know, being adopted, um, definitely um, growing up without without knowing like what game was and how to deal with it or you know, without having like a mentor to walk me through with certain things. So that's more of the things that I'm glad that
0: I went through that experience. Nice. Where is that relationship now? And do you think that facilitating that conversation on camera benefited or helped in any way? Yes, I feel like it definitely helped it uh, with
1: me, with me personally in my life. Uh, Me getting closing that chapter like, hey, it was old, it was a long time ago. Um, I turned out great, even like being adopted is not a bad thing. I mean, I wasn't really adopted like from just a family that didn't know me; was adopted within the family, you know. Um, and then. Another thing is knowing other people's that Like, for instance, I wasn't really knowing, I didn't really get Antonio, um, certain things that he's done um, on camera, you know, like within the past episodes and building that, knowing that where he's coming from, where his trauma comes from, and that's why he does the way he does. So me understanding people, <laughs> And from there, taking that and saying, you know what? I get it now. I know how to help him as well, you know, to not trigger him with certain situations or to understand him more, to be able to to help him as a friend.
0: Nice. Now, on the flip side of that, what do you think was the most fulfilling thing for you to film?
1: Um, Most fulfilling definitely showcasing community service, reaching out, you know, showing that getting people together, um, like-minded people on the show together to go ahead and be able to give back in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, even through rain and storm was actually what behind the scenes, it was really raining like crazy. And we actually moved to a different area, a location where we could go ahead and pass out the rest of the food because the first location we went to was actual, um, a filming area. Like, they was actually filming. They were going to be, a, going to be filming a show right there. They set it up like a homeless campsite. <laughs> mm. So from there, I was like, oh, wow, okay. Let me go ahead and, um, move to the next spot because that's, I guess that's what happens when you move to Atlanta you start running into certain situations that you might be thinking that it's actual um, area but it could just be an actual filming spot nice
0: how do you think your show stands with and stands apart from the other shows in this web reality space
1: Mmm, I feel like this show um stands with other other shows by um creating a space for the LGBT community. Um and for straight allies because um certain people are straight or on this show on our show as well. Mm-hmm. Um and that's also staying apart because I really don't really see too many straight allies actually on the show uh, full time. And also it uh, stands apart because just because we are a different dynamic of people, we have different struggles different struggles, we we'll also we all have similar struggles as as one community, but we also have different ways of going about those struggles and
0: who we are as, as people today. Totally get that. Do you think that the person the audience is receiving from the show is the same person that you set out to present?
1: No, I do not feel that. Uh, I do feel that um, certain people' perceptions or um, our viewers' perceptions sometimes are only as limited to what they are seeing, what they are being seen, what's being seen, but Knowing that every scene has always been cut to a third of what you uh, what you're seeing, third is what you're really seeing, and and the rest of things are being cut out, or not like snippet in between, but it's like only certain areas that you're seeing of the scene, a certain conversation. So seeing certain things that are not being really presented, or some people don't really see, like for, for instance, my community service event was longer than what it. It actually was shown, but in that moment you you probably said, Oh well, he didn't really give out any food because the only one here was actually really from two other places, you know? So just certain things like that. But so many people on the cast, so it's like how can
0: you present every little thing on the show? Absolutely. That makes perfect sense what do you look most forward to seeing unfold this season?
1: Um, more people working. I guess seeing the, the lifestyle of people and what they're doing um, in their careers. Um, definitely seeing them see how where they were at in the beginning episodes and seeing them being either growing or see them develop differently as it buys the end of the season.
0: Okay. Thanks. Nice. What keeps you up at night?
1: Oh, um, hmm. Stress. So that whole thing of me being controlling sometimes, me trying to figure out the next day the same night uh, I mean the night before you know so me knowing like hey at this time tomorrow I'll start picking up the pieces knowing to shut off when is the time to actually relax and and sometimes that could be hard depending on the situation I should say hmm. I dig that and how do you cope with that um, definitely, uh, not sitting around thinking about it, definitely be watch TV, watch something that's very interesting for me to watch that I could, um, pay attention to and not really be thinking so much of the other things. Um, also, talking to a therapist as well. Um, I go to therapy two times a week, awesome. virtually, I should say, so, um, Definitely helping out with getting through everyday hurdles, or not even everyday hurdles, just life things. Like if a person that dies in your family, how to cope
0: with that. Okay. What do you think reality television has taught you about people? Hmm, not to call everybody your friend. <laughs>
1: um, definitely with that
0: that's it sorry, what's that? oh nothing sorry
1: <laughs> but yeah definitely um, just knowing that to get, really get to know a person before just telling them personal information or or just actually inviting them into your home all the time
0: you know Mm. I, I definitely see that I'm not I yeah. <laughs> totally relate <laughs> right because <laughs> I respond to child people think I'm mean chad. because I really wanted to say I don't let nobody in my house child no no shade. right but, right you know but that's how like peace you know no
1: exactly
0: exactly how are you protecting your peace these days?
1: Um, definitely staying home. <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah, so staying at home. um Not always, and, and also I find out that even I, I realize that God doesn't put me in certain situations. Like I never really stay in certain events or something like that that long or like, to the very end. So. Most things that when stuff happens or, or are going on, I always catch the back end up. Like someone said, did you, wasn't you there last night when you seen this and this happened? i no, I left already. Hmm. So avoiding those situations, not like like even early purposes, to be, oh, well, I'm tired, go home now. I had enough dreams, so I go ahead and go home. Not really stand around to be around.
0: How long did it take you to develop that sense like how long did it take you to develop okay now it's time to go home or i think things could possibly go left let me go ahead and scoop to the car um reading the room uh, especially when
1: you like when you go out to, to the bars or clubs like that picking up on that dynamic that you see and well, you know how depending on the person having a lot of us in the same room um <laughs> You might run into situations where someone wants to have a confrontation not worth so much with me but like just in general you know and uh, me being more conscious with me when i moved to georgia georgia is an open carry state, and i'm coming from a place that doesn't do open carry, any like you have to have a permit for everything so yes. i've seen people being petty or um, not get shot at, but like well yeah, kind of get shot at, but not get killed and like that so deeply. But uh, but you know, someone has to try to shoot someone based off of uh, a, a wrong parking spot or something like that. So just knowing, like you know, knowing the reading the scenery and everything, like okay, uh, I see that these people are lurking at these people, or are they doing this and doing that, or hey just going to get your drink go outside you know have your drink all right after you have a couple of drinks go ahead and head on out totally. get in and get out but
0: you know <laughs> totally dig that well at least you leave the house chair you're doing better than me
1: right <laughs> you don't be leaving the house
0: you actually make it to the function chair I... oh yeah.
1: Oh,
0: so you sound like how how sometimes it is that some of the cast will tell you, like they say, let me point out. Yeah, I see you there. And I do not show, <laughs> not show up. You going to the
1: party? Yeah, girl, I'm gonna
0: be there, yeah. girl. Yeah. 2.30 I morning. see you in a minute. <laughs> oh, you girl. I, and, uh, yeah, I, I spend all of my time doing this right here. I spend all of my time doing interviews, doing live shows, putting together podcasts, editing, researching for other podcast interviews. Um, and the if I'm not... Your, I'm trying to be your craft. Yeah, like, I spend all my time doing this. Like, I do these interviews seven days a week. I put out new interviews five days a week. I do a live show five days a week. Like, I just spend my time doing this because I don't I I don't know. I just don't like people. No shade. Not in person. Yeah. Not in meetings. Now I love yeah. talking over there right. a But right. I've been social distancing since before B2K had a name. So oh wow, come on. I've been a recluse, since you know. Right. <laughs> and we just all getting to you now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my grave. I don't leave the house now. I just have a good damn reason not to. Right. But, you know, shout out to all the homebodies, as they used to call us. Um, right. <laughs> what have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television? What I like about myself, um, yeah. What's the thing you've learned about you from doing this experience?
1: Oh, um, what I've learned about myself is definitely that sometimes I could be nosy. Not nosy. I
0: didn't see
1: like, yeah, like that, you no, know, like um, trying to go find out about somebody's information, but like if someone having an argument, I'm like, well, what? Like, you know, I haven't been here, been on the show, on this particular show the season before. I'm just playing catch up. Like, what happened? Like, what's going on? Like, how are they arguing? What's going on? Like, kind of being like, you know, letting them, you know, figure it out by sitting back and listening to the whole conversation and building my own case in my head. It's like, I just don't want to do all that. I'd rather just ask what's going on and everything. Make my mind and say, it's not about you. It's not about you. So I was like, you know, maybe I just insert myself on a lot of shit. I should just be quiet.
0: <laughs> That's prop. See, if I would have joined reality TV, that'd probably be my ass. I'd be the one sitting there like, well, what happened? Right.
1: Girls,
0: <laughs> y'all fighting? What happened? Right. I go to the bathroom for five minutes, and y'all help us done burn the parking lot. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. This ain't got nothing to do with you, but I'm at the function, and I got a mic pack what right. Literally. What you want me to do? I'm literally paid to be known. <laughs> All right, God bless y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want your lasting impression or your legacy to be when it comes to your activism and the things that you do for the community? What do you want your lasting impression to be?
1: Hmm. Last impression would be ultimately that we left a place for, for people to be able, we left resources for people, that we left housing for people, that we left, um, an everlasting brotherhood, uh, um,
0: for people to be able to indulge in. That's awesome, um, yeah. Now, how it's do you compare to- that's beautiful? How do you compare that to the lasting impression that you want to leave on television? Mm.
1: It's it's Honestly, it's, it's going to be hard to be compared because it's like on TV I just want to be it's like almost like on TV I will always prevent um, I will always present um, well I was, my attempt to present professionalism or at least um, a mentor kind of therapist kind of vibe but um also wanna leave that person of that funny, great personality, loving,
0: nurturing, you know. Absolutely. Do you think you found yourself yet?
1: Um I feel like I found myself now it's time to
0: amplify. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that answer. Where are you starting first with your amplification? Um, definitely self growth, um
1: definitely getting out of the way of myself sometimes, certain aspects of that. Um, just being more adventurous, you know, you think me being an area that I go to is part of being adventurous. But, you know, I always turn into being cautious. When you know, and, and that turns into being are you being cautious or are you definitely just get in your own way so lear- learning that cautious is cautious and and getting your own way could be the thing that can kind of get you messed up so definitely building that building like hey just jump out there and do it I mean that's how it is to air B&B is actually working out just knowing to do that again mm-hmm. you know and be able to not be afraid of failure.
0: I should say. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. What does the person you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect?
1: Um I definitely would tell person today would tell the younger self to definitely invest in Bitcoin. Um also (laughs) invest in Bitcoin (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I definitely would have did that Um, and and definitely do certain stocks. Um, I definitely would tell myself to to definitely treat or definitely do your credit better as a younger person so that when you got out of college you could hit the ground running on certain things when it came to buying property and buying land. So, and then also to stay focused, keep stay focused on the books and in school and make sure
0: that you love the people while they are still here. 10 million percent. What do you think is the biggest misconception about you? Um, (laughs) That I'm rude. <laughs>
1: uh, that could be rules sometimes when it comes to like, uh, and then also controlling of uh, like how my views. Like sometimes it took me a minute to get off of of like how your friends should move. Like I feel like my friends should move the same way I move. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And, if they want to move differently and like well why are you doing that or not really like why but kind of like it would be like small issues regarding how they carry this up because I felt like it always out of how everyone else looked but um, I realize that I just don't have to be involved with certain people knowing that now mm-hmm. and being okay with that
0: okay Okay, I dig that. How do you want to be remembered?
1: Hmm. Um, I want to remember, be remembered as someone that was definitely stand out, wasn't the normal person. I always did stuff differently. It's like the person you told you always told no, he would do it just because you said no um, Mm -hmm. type of person. So always challenging society I should say.
0: Okay. I love that. Is there anything that you want to share with me and my audience that I didn't cover in our conversation today?
1: Um... Definitely have a um, a meet and greet event going on for Swiss K German Incorporated, For any of the people. See, we have a chapter that's in Atlanta, Georgia now, called um, it's the Delta Chi chapter, and it's for it's like a graduate and professional chapter, and then we will have our regular Delta chapter, which is our undergrad chapter. They're having a meet and greet, uh, so people of ages of 18 up who are either in school, which is like a college, uh, I should say, um, or who is working for undergrad or who is working in the profession for the grad chapter, We are having like a meeting degree in February. It'll be the second and third week of February where uh, we could give you out information regarding how you could Join our fraternity, so being able to you know, to be prepared to be able to work in the community, uh, in the garden, giving back to the homeless, uh, also being able to give um, grants for um, people who are trying to go to college, or trying to get a class that they're trying to say, like let's say a person for the graduating class, but they kind of met the threshold of their unemployment, not unemployment, I'm sorry, of their um, actual, was it financial aid? Mm-hmm. We would actually find that way to bridge that gap. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, so definitely, um, once we have the free information, they could definitely reach out to me on Instagram. Um, which I'm not sure
0: if you're going to Simpler, I should say it. Um. Well, you can say that part now. But my next question was going to be for you to plug everything, so you can um go ahead and plug that now for that and I was thinking about how we can touch with you about the foundation as well and be a part of the things that you're doing with your 501c3 as well. If you can plug that too.
1: Yes, definitely. So right now we are going to, uh a site revamp right now. Um, Could we just change our national officers over from 2023 to 2025? So um that website would be www.sgi hyphen, it's dash, not hyphen, it's a dash actually. Um, where is hyphen actually? <laughs> uh, 2008.org. And then we actually we post posting all events and everything from there. Um, that's how I also to reach on the nonprofit side to reach you personally on Instagram would be London underscore officially. And then also have my Facebook as London C Gordon and just regular London Gordon on TikTok. So if you have me on
0: TikTok too, so it's good you guys. Awesome. This has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for thank being you. here. I hope I didn't take up too much of your time. I appreciate you so no. much for being so open with me. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and having me be on your platform as well. So definitely thank you. Anytime. Come back anytime when you have new things going on. A new season here. Oh, right. the case may be. I'd love to have you back all right thank you absolutely now on that note i am going to release mr gordon back into the wild i'm sure he is busy and has plenty things to do plenty lives (laughs) to change and plenty checks to cash y'all know how okay that has been our show i appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me facilitate these conversations and i want to extend a special special thank you to my guest london gordon for blessing the podcast thank you so much again for being here you as well. thank you absolutely any anytime. now as we do every day i want to remind all of you to be real stay in reality and always always bring the realness I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys.